Our, our mission statement is to see ordinary people changed by Jesus to change the world. So the next three weeks, we're just going to be covering that mission statement. And today, we're going to be talking about changing the world. So Richard is going to be taking, getting, getting testimonies from people about how we can make a change in other people's worlds, particularly in our community. So let's welcome Richard as he comes up and takes testimonies from people. Thank you very much, Neil. Thank you. Yes, uh, the focus today really is how do we change the world? What are we doing as a church to change the world? And I guess the question is, what do we mean by this? Well, it really means that our desire as a church is to show the care, compassion, concern, and the true character of Jesus to those in our community. And uh, we do this by reaching out. We do this by reaching out with the gospel and by showing what the gospel is like by what we're like. And uh, this morning we're going to be praying for, uh, we have a number of outreach activities, we're going to be praying for as many as we can cram in, but just to start with, we're going to, we're going to focus on two in terms, just, just for, for the reason of time, two of our key outreach initiatives amongst many, which are, all of which are important, but for time's sake we're going to focus on two this morning. And the first one we're going to focus on is our Little Stars, uh, Mothers and Toddlers group. So I'd like uh, Louise and Lucy to join me on the stage. As I introduce people, can we make them feel really welcome? So uh, Lucy and Louise are going to come and join me. That's great. So Lucy and Louise, thank you for joining me. Thank you for coming up this morning. I uh, would really like to, to dig into uh, Little Stars uh, uh, but it's, it's, it's a group that's been running in various forms for over 20 years, pretty much uh, as we came into this building. And it's, it's changed a lot when we've got a flavor of something of the, the scale and the atmosphere from what we've just seen. But you're both heading up little stars from a king's point of view. Lucy, can you just give, me a, a, give us a flavor of this, the size and scale of what we're talking about here in terms of people coming to little stars? So we typically get about 35 to 50 um, children each session and they um, come with their parents or helpers. So that's about 80 to 100 people in the building each session. That's, that's a lot of people every session. Um, how, how can we keep them engaged? How do we keep them interacting? Um, so we have lots of different activities out. We have free play with different zones um, there's dressing up, um, there's a baby zone and things like that. And then we have uh, music sessions. Um, Trish Flint comes and does music sessions every other week. Uh, we have craft activities. And we always tell um, a story from the Bible uh, from the front. Um, we sing some Christian songs, and there's just lots of people to do. Oh, and refreshments. Very important. Thank you. Louise, you lead the Tuesday session of Little Stars. Um, have you always been a big fan of mother and toddlers groups when you had young children? Not at all, no. I was definitely not a fan of toddler groups. I avoided them, actually. So, I did take there's been a bit of a change of heart here. So, what, what changed to, so that now you're inspired to help and, and, and lead the Tuesday session of Little Stars. So what's changed? Yeah, well, um, I, I just really wanted to become part of a church in High Wycombe when I first came here. Um, and I came along to church and I turned around and spoke to Dee, who's still sitting over there. And uh, she said, oh, well, why don't you come along 
to, you've got this one-year-old and the other one went to school, come along to, to Fun Tots as it was then. You'd be so welcome. And I just thought, yep, yeah, I'm going to just take the plunge because I want to become part of the church and this might help me. Um, and I just felt it was a very, very safe place. It was amazing having actually a cup of tea being made for you. And sometimes the first cup of tea of the morning was 10 o'clock. And um, just little things like that were, were really special. Um, and becoming friends with um, particularly the more experienced mums um, and really helped me at that time. I was going through a pretty tricky time at home. And um, they, were, they were just a real source of encouragement and inspiration. Um, and I think one of the, the really sort of... Um, amazing things that I felt was that they remembered my name the second time I came in. They remembered my children's names and they remembered bits of, about me and my story and, and, and that was really, really special. So it's really part of the church embracing you, help, helping you to come into the life of the church. So what experiences have you found? So that's your experience of, of coming along to what was Little Stars then was Fantos. What experiences have, 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 have you found that other people have had as they've come into Little Stars? Uh, we've had loads of positive feedback. Um, I think testament is that people just keep coming back week in, week out. Um, um, a lovely family, a single mum and her, her son came along without fail for the best part of three years. Um, and she linked into the church. She's now a regular um, member of our congregation and linked into embrace and but it was the toddlers that really helped her sort of root into the friendships that she made in the church and that was really vital. Uh, and she's not alone there have been others so have you, what, yeah. what have others experienced been um, as well yeah we had um one one mum who'd come with her two two sons over a probably a course of about four years um, she was. She finished in July because her sons were too old, but she would love to come and help on the team. She gave us a very generous gift. Um, she was just very thankful that um, that we were here, and she felt very much at home here. And she made she made lots of close friends, and she she linked into the church. She came to the King's Kid, Kids picnic um, and was really overwhelmed by the atmosphere that that she witnessed and was part of. Yeah. That's great. So it's a great way of connecting people into church, like the King's Kids Picnic, which we ran in, in the summer. Thank you. So, Lucy, you've, you've been involved in Running Stars for a little while, and I, I know your heart is that many, many people from outside the church come to Little Stars and are made to feel really, really welcome here. So how do you see Little Stars in terms of reaching out to the community? Well, it's great because people are coming here to us. They're choosing to come um, and they come through recommendations from friends. We don't really advertise, they just come here themselves. Um, so it's a great um, place to be a bridge to um, other things that are happening in the church. So we can invite them personally to Alpha, the parenting course, um, carol services, um, and people might not come into these things if they just get a leaflet through the door or, or whatever, but if they're actually here and we invite them to come, then we tend to get more people come and how do where does the gospel fit into what little stars does so we're really clear about the gospel and every session they hear the name of jesus in the bible story um and some people might not have ever heard anything from the bible before so we tell the stories 
not just for the children, but also for the parents. Um, And we just pray that there's some seed planted in them while they're here, um, whether through the story or through some of the Christian songs we sing. Um, And I think for me, I feel there's just a short time window, a time frame to actually uh, reach out to these people because they only come while they've got little ones. So I feel we should just um, really reach its full potential by um, doing everything we can while they're here. That's great. And I know that actually reaching out is important, but how do you keep that sort of pastoral, caring feel in Little Stars? How do you do that? Uh, well, we always pray that it's um, Little Stars is a sanctuary for the people that come in, um, a resource for the mums to just have a, some shelter from the pressures of, of being at home. Um, and we get to know the people and we talk to them. And that's sort of the main priority each week is making friendships. Um, and I find it's really easy to start conversations with people you don't know if you're wearing the blue T-shirt because um, everyone knows it and they know that you, you're there to help them. That's great. I know that uh, there's so much more that you'd like to do in terms of connecting Little Star's parents and children into the church. But what roles are there, Louise, for people, of, people thinking about helping or becoming part of the team that serves at Little Star's? Yeah, there's two roles really. There's a practical role and um, more of a sort of relational role. So the practical role um, would involve coming and um, setting up the room, um, getting all the toys out, perhaps being on the welcome um, sort of team at the door, welcoming people coming in or on the reception desk. Um, and then the relational role is 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 just so important. We just we just want to be mingling and making sure that no one um, leaves without having had a really good chat with somebody about anything. Um, especially people who are on the edge, possibly um, of and may may not know um, other people here. Now, I know lots of people serve, and you're so grateful to everybody that serves, but you're going to highlight a couple of people that serve, and you want to give a thank you to them. So can you just highlight those yeah, two? Yeah, we want to highlight, I don't know if they're here this morning, but Derek and Stan, who very, very faithfully come down here every single week, probably about half seven in the morning, and rearrange this whole auditorium um, with just so much enthusiasm and gusto, I would say, and they love it. And uh, they are very faithful servants, and we, we couldn't do it without them. Now, I know that we are trying to make it as easy as possible for people who are thinking about helping or want to explore helping out at Little Stars. So um, how do they indicate their interest, be that on the practical side or serving on the more relational side? What do people do next if they're interested? Um, Well, there's a sign-up for small groups. We are a small group, the the Tuesday small group and a Friday small group. So signing up on that website um, is a possible first start. Um, and um, we, we'll get in touch with you and we'll work out um, a way that we can work together and, and, and help you to sort of find the area that you're particularly interested in. And yeah. Or people can just have a word with either of you and just chat things through. Okay, that's great. Now, thank you very much indeed. Lucy and Louise, thank you. Let's make them feel very welcome as they... Uh... This morning is uh, first of our sign-up Sundays for our small groups. 
So, so we're going to be outlining a couple on stage today. That's the that's or three actually, the two of the little stars, serving team small groups, and the the next small group we're going to be talking about in a moment. Plus, all our other small groups are going to be available online for sign up from today. And Neil will un- uh, explain all that later. Well, we want to move on now from little stars. We want to look at the second of our activities that that we're involved in. Uh, and this is our connection with Wickham Homeless Connection. And what we do is every year between January and March, the, the, the coldest months of the year, we run a homeless shelter here. That's in the West End Hall, which is on that side, uh, my right, your left, uh, where the kids will be uh, this morning. We run a shelter in there and uh, we're going to hear a little bit about the effect of that, how that runs, and what our hopes and plans are for the next year in a moment. So Nigel and Jackie are going to like to make them feel very welcome as they come up and share with me. The Night Shelter is part of Wickham Homeless Connection. That's a, Wickham Homeless Connection is a charity, and it's served by over 50 churches across High Wycombe and the region. So we're going to give you, again, a little flavour. So Nigel and Jackie, great. Thank you so much for joining me up here. You've been both helping out with the Night Shelter since 2010, and you're heading up the King's Side, our, our night shelter, here Sunday night, Monday morning, uh, at the beginning of 2017. Um, Jackie, how, well, why did you get involved in night shelter in the first place? Um. Put simply, I was asked to by Maggie Ridgway, who's sadly not with us anymore. Maggie was a lovely lady, had a real heart for people. But my own mum, uh, before I was born, was actually homeless with six children. So I have, uh, I have that in my memory. Also, um, I know what it's like to be really cold and really hungry, so I can empathise. So what difference, from, from your point of view, have you seen the homeless shelter make to people's lives? Well, for a start, we, it, it opens in the coldest three months of the year, so from like the 1st of January to the end of March. So we can provide almost a home for that time, a safe, warm environment where they know that they can feel loved and cared for. We provide friendship and beautiful food. Sunday night, we had the most amazing roast dinners and beautiful puddings. It's beautiful. Three meals a day. So we have the evening meal, a fantastic cooked breakfast, and a pat lunch, should they wish to take a pat lunch. They can get clean and have a shower, because we have this wonderful shower next door that the church built in for us a couple of years ago. And all of this makes such Thanks, Jackie. Nigel, how about you? What, what are your personal highlights from serving the night shelter over the last six years? Well, for me, um, seeing clients at the lowest level um, and, and being just been um, just with how all the, the privileges that we have at home, really. Um, but these guys, the guys and these girls that come into the shelter, they know it's church run, um, and they get a glimpse of Jesus, and that's what it's all about for me. I mean, that's really um, 
the, the pivotal moment is to get, letting them know that they have Jesus, God's love. So, so it's effectively, it's, it's the depth of witness that, that's possible in the environment. Jackie, how about you? Some of your highlights from, from serving over the last few years. There's, there's so many, so, so many. Um, the main thing is seeing guests housed and receiving benefits and getting help. That's, that's the main thing for me. Um, when they get home, uh, equipment's provided for them, um, sourced by lots of different areas, mainly the YHOP run with that, which is fantastic. To see people's lives transformed, to see them so vulnerable, and they stay vulnerable until they're settled, but to see that change in their life, it's just so rewarding. Now, I know you've got some really big expectations, some high hopes for Night Shelter that's starting in January 2017. It'll be running Sunday night, Monday morning here. So what are your hopes for Night Shelter for the coming year? Well, I like to think big. So I'm hoping and praying for an abundance of volunteers from King's so that we can run with King's on a Sunday evening right through to the morning without having to struggle. Some years we've really struggled with some of the shifts. So that's my hope. And uh, really that it's very well resourced. Nigel, so in terms, thank you, Jackie. So in terms of volunteers, in terms of people helping out and giving up their time, how does it work with the different serving roles? What roles are there and how, how does that work? Okay, well, there's, there's two sides. Um, there's being on the front line. That's actually being in the shelter itself. Um, for us here at uh, West End Hall, getting in at um, early evening, setting up the hall, preparing wonderful food, a freshly cooked meal, as Jackie's already related to, uh, getting beds ready, turning the whole place over, really, to, um, for a, a really comfortable shelter and having it, it ready for them. So that's sort of the context. So what about the, some of the behind-the-scenes roles? Well, yeah, but naturally it doesn't happen uh, on, the, on, the eve- on that one evening, so there's a lot of preparation to be made. Um, and there are things like um, laundry services required. And over the, the last few years here in, in King's, people have served us really, really well, and it's worked really well, and we want to see that role continue. Um, there are... Um, Shopping for meals, which is very, very important. I mean, um, it is a a big role, getting the food uh, and the supplies actually into the West End Hall on time, ready for Sunday evening. So there's lots of stuff that's that's really important behind the scenes just just, just to make it happen and, and make it so effective. So for those who might be thinking or wanting to explore helping out or volunteering, either behind the scenes or with some of the more contact roles, what support is there to help people sort of tune into the life of the night shelter and be equipped? Well, there's a lot of training um, available uh, prior to the shelter commencing in January. Um, first aid training, for instance, um, and food safety training, very important with cooking fresh food. Um, and notwithstanding that, having, you're having contact with guests, so you need to know the boundaries of where you, you're going to be at. And that's, again, uh, that type of training is available for everybody. So there's lots of support going on. That's great. 
So, Jackie, you're, you're planning, we're planning to do things a little bit differently this year. So you're planning to run a small group for the coming term. And that group will, will run on a Monday night. That's once a month, Monday night. Why are you running a group when the night shelter actually starts in January? Why are you running it this coming term? Well, we want to be prepared for everything for the start of the night shelter. There's lots to do. We want to be able to help signpost people to the training that they will need and to be able to support them ourselves. We want people to be able to connect in with the role that suits them. Um, And we want to ensure that all the equipment and everything is in place ready for the start. But most of all, actually, we want to be able to pray. That's the biggest thing. So, Nigel, for you, I know that, actually, this isn't just a heart thing for you. It is a heart thing. Your real passion for Night Shelter, but you believe this is a biblical thing, and, and that underpins very much what you do and how you approach this. So, biblically, where do you see this as coming from? Okay, so there are many, many scriptures regarding the homeless, poverty, etc. But the one that um, sort of captures it for me, that, and it is in Deuteronomy 15, 10 and 11. This is live, so you're just scrolling to the right. Have, have you got the right, have you got the right okay. book up there? You've got the Bible open. Okay. Yeah, and Deuteronomy, okay. <laughs> right chapter. So Good. 15, 10 and 11. So yeah. you shall give to him freely, and your heart shall not be grudging when you give to him, because for this the Lord your God will bless you in all your work and in all that you undertake. For there never will never cease to be poor in the land. Therefore, and I always like to personalize this bit, therefore, and this is talking to me as far as I'm concerned, therefore, Nigel, I command you, you shall open up, open wide your hand to your brother, to the needy, and to the poor in your land. That's great. Thank you very much indeed. Well, Nigel and Jackie, thank you so much for joining me. Let's make them feel welcome as they go and take their seats. And if I was glad to see you put the microphone back down there, Jackie. I thought that was going to walk for, for a moment there with you. So thank you very much. Well, that's from a serving point of view. That's from a king's point of view. Uh, what we're going to do now is we're going to explore what is it like from someone who's been a client at Night Shelter. So when I invite our next guest up, I'd like us to make him feel very, very welcome because I don't think he's ever been to King's before. And coming to church isn't something that, that Callum would regularly do. So I'm going to invite Callum Curry to come and join me. Let's make him feel so welcome. Callum, but first of all, thank you so much because you made a special effort to be here. It was your sister's wedding yesterday. Yes. And that you drove what's from, was it Cornwall? Devon. Devon, to be here this morning with us. So fantastic sacrifice. Thank you so much. So Callum, just a little bit of intro for you. You're very much a local lad. You were born in Watford, but for most of your life, you were brought up here. You had a primary school here, secondary school here. I think your sister was with one of my sons at primary school. We, we need to pray for her later. And uh, so that very much your life based in Wickham and um, uh, you got a scholarship having finished secondary school here. You got a scholarship to go to, to Loughborough University once you finish your A-levels. So if we look at, if we take a snapshot of your life at, at that time, it seems that everything's going really well. But under the surface, uh, some things were not going that well in your life. That, and it started at school in sixth form. 
that you began to pick up habits that were going to cause you big problems later on. So can you tell us a little bit of what happened to you, what life was like when you were 17 and in sixth form? Yeah, um, yeah, just firstly, thank you. Thank you so much for inviting me to come down. It's a real privilege. Um, yeah, so sort of 17 years old, as you said, I was doing really well. i done well in my exams, um, friends, family, everything was fine. Um, but I, you know, started recreationally using alcohol, smoking cannabis, um, just sort of once a week to start with. And that progressed slowly to six times a week, um, just recreationally, really, um, sort of habitual, habitual using. Um, yeah, and then I found it very difficult to stop. So you're at this phase. So th- this is really happening when it's sixth form. So you leave school. Mm. You've, you're doing well. You've got a scholarship to go to Loughborough University. What was university like? Mm, there was it's quite a heavily drinking and using orientated culture. Um, so personally, I find it very difficult um, having entered into it with using six times a week. Um, so university didn't go very well for me at all. And I had to leave after my first year and went to live back at home. So university finished at the end of the first year. Mm. You went back home. How did things work out at home when you returned to university? And, if, and again, if you could just hold the mic nice and Sorry. strong, that's great. Thank you. Um, yeah, things were up and down, very up and down. I would get better, um, try and control things and end up regressing. Um, over and over again. Um, I have, as you said, sisters, younger siblings, and my parents sort of had to do what was best for the family, and I was ended up asking to leave. Um, so you eventually, you were th- you, you, your parents told you to get out and mm-hmm. asked you to leave. And again, if you could Sorry. take that, yeah, that mic, <laughs> that, that mic's up and down as well. So if you keep it, <laughs> keep it nice and high, that'd be great. Things didn't work out for you living at home. Mm. And then 2011, in the winter, you ended up at the Wickham Homeless Shelter. Mm-hmm. What was that like? What difference did Wickham Homeless Shelter make to you and the other clients? Well, at that time, and um, I can only speak for myself, but uh, it worked for me on a number of levels. Um, firstly, it's a physical level. You have somewhere to go out, out of the cold. Um, there's a warm dinner. There's a warm shower. Not everywhere has a warm shower. It's very lucky here. Um, Clothes, toiletries, yeah, washing, uh, fresh laundry. It's absolutely brilliant. Um, there's an emotional level that you can feel connected to someone, that they can relate to you and they will spend their time listening to you. Um, you know, that lending an ear and feeling like someone cares. Um, it's quite an isolated life when you're homeless and there aren't that many friends, so to speak. Um, you have associates, but um, yeah. So, and, and how and about how about mentally as well? What's that? Well, mentally, it's just you know, there's there's a sense of security for the end of the day. You know, if you're homeless, you're probably not employed. You're probably spending the whole day outside, wherever on, on the street, or and so if you know you have somewhere to go to at the end of the day, that for me was quite reassuring. So you're in and out of drug and alcohol rehab centres. You're in and out of night shelters 
you, you, you stay at the night shelter in Wickham, but you also spend time in the one in Watford and one in, in Bedford. You know, I can imagine that was, to put it mildly, quite challenging. <laughs> what, yeah. what were the, some of the challenges for you? Um, yeah, it was a very, very turbulent time for me. Um, just, just all day long out, you know, and 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 the times not being having access to a night shelter, be it in Wickham, be it in any other town, those times were the most difficult. I mean, I ended up spending some time in prison, um, for for crimes I committed when I was under the influence, and even that wasn't as challenging. I mean, I was beaten up, uh, stolen from whilst in prison, but. The time spent without a night shelter was the worst. Was the worst, yeah. So, 2015, you end you end up back in Wickham again, and you end up sleeping rough uh, in the in the stairwell at Eastern Street car park by Union Baptist. Mm. What was that like? That was terrible. <laughs> that was terrible. Um, again, this. It was in a period of the year when, unfortunately, Wickham doesn't have an all-year-round night shelter. And, but it was summer, so it wasn't cold. Um, but, yeah, you know, waking up in the car park in the morning next to other people's using paraphernalia um, was yet another rock bottom for me, um, one of many. Um, I, can, I can pretty much say that using substances, including alcohol, um, caused me all of my problems. Family, jobs, relationships, studies, everything. So you got in touch again with Wickham Homeless Connection. Mm. How did they help? Um, this time round, Wickham Homeless Connection, it was the outreach, um, which they have a, a cafe on Castle Street. Um, and again, they provided me with a food bank ticket. Um, they provided me with benefit services to help me fill out forms. I wasn't in a quite an apt type of person, but I wasn't in any sort of place to do that. Um, they uh, referred me to a local hostel by the train station and helped me fill out the forms to get an interview for to be in there, to get off the street and housed. And, yeah. So you found out, they also helped signpost, you found a different rehab program, mm. the 12-step fellowship. Mm. started that in August 2015. The good news is you have been clean since then. So we we're talking mm-hmm. almost 13 months. That mm-hmm. means no drug and alcohol use. Thank you. What's it like being clean? Brilliant. <laughs> A lot better. Uh, yeah, the future. future just looks very different. It's incomparable, really. Um, Life is good for me now. I stick tight to my 12-step fellowship. Um, I have, I've been offered full-time employment as an accounts assistant. Um, I've been, worked at that place for 10 months now, two days a week. Um, it's a, for a care company, and I've also been given the privilege to look past my criminal record and take out children with learning disabilities and... and adult care in their homes and elderly and stuff like that and it's it's brilliant yeah i've had the most amazing year uh i've got a holiday coming up in a couple of weeks that i've saved for to you know evaluate reconsider life see some direction but uh, yeah i can't say i can't say words can't describe how good it is it's good yeah it's good it's good to hear 
How would you sum up your experience of the night shelter? Mm. I'm at risk of copying this because I said it this morning to you, didn't I? Um, you didn't um, know about that. I didn't know about this yeah. first, um, but it's been brilliant. I was very welcomed. The people were comforting, compassionate. Um, they signposted me well to other agencies. And I came in to Richard this morning. I said, you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of the story of the, the lost son, the power, prodigal son. Prodigal son. Yeah. Because every time I left Wickham Homeless Connection and came back, it was a celebration. It was a, so nice to see you. How can we help this time type of thing? It wasn't any, well, we've, we've sent you to three rehabs already. What, what, what are you doing back here? We're not going to help you. Um, so, yeah, it, it, they, are, they are home <laughs> for me <laughs> in some respects. What difference has it made to your life? Um, I don't think, looking back at it, it wouldn't have, I would have carried on the way I was going. Um, certainly this last time round to get into that hostel to get that benefit advice that that was that was imperative but the first time round even still you know it would have gotten worse Um, metaphorically I think it's it's like having a camp bed it is having a camp bed but more metaphorically it's, it's raising you off that rock bottom it's bringing you up off the ground, just a few inches, but anyone who's been camping will know that a camp bed is very much more comfortable than a rolling mat. And uh, Yeah, so that's what the night shelter did for me. And your advice to anyone thinking about volunteering for night shelter? Get involved, get involved. I mean, I've met some lovely, lovely people there, um, some real friends for life, and likewise, you will meet some lovely people there. Um doesn't take much time. It takes one evening, two evenings, uh, once a week, twice a week, over a three-month period, you know. Uh, I'm looking forward to doing it this year.